that time of year again, hurricane season. News Radio 92.3 provides informative, local, and dependable coverage to make sure you're informed of any major storms coming to our area. Before storm, we keep you informed of the storm's track, where food and gas shortages occur, and where you can get sandbags. During the storm, we stay on the air to let you know where the storm is headed, where power outages occur, road closures, and other storm warnings. Then after the storm, we get you the information to help you recover from the storm and help your neighbors. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable hurricane headquarters. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Neal Clinic Chiropractor. That's an intro song. Little James Brown for you this morning. And like Mr. Brown, I'm feeling good this morning. Jenna, you having a good morning so far? Oh, yeah. It's Friday. How can we not feel good? That's what I'm talking about. Well, if this is your first time tuning in, my name is Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor. My practice is called the Neal Clinic, and I'm here this morning to talk about chiropractic care and how you can get feeling good, too. I've got a couple things that I want to cover on today's show mainly a list of a couple questions that I didn't get to cover last week because, well, I ran out of time. So I'm going to go through some of those this morning. And if you're listening right now and you've got a question, a chiropractic question that is, I probably won't be able to answer all your questions, but uh, if you've got a chiropractic question, I bet I could field that one that you want an answer to. I guess you got two choices. You can call your chiropractor or drive over there, make an appointment, show up at the scheduled time and then ask your question or right now for the next uh, 30 minutes or so you can text me your questions and I'll discuss them live on the air this morning Jenna's got the computer pulled up those will come right into us and I'll get to as many of those as I can what's the phone number they send those into Jenna yeah if you would like to text in this morning to the Pensacola expert panel for Dr. McMillan it's 850-437-1620 I'll make sure he gets all your questions all right. Thanks, Jenna. And first off, I want to get to a question from last week that I didn't get to get to. Uh, she it was a lady and she texted in. She said, I've had chiropractic care off and on for the years now, but my doctor recently told me that I had osteoporosis and that I should stop going to my chiropractor. She said, is this true or is she just being overly cautious? That is a great question. And a little bit of, of a yes and no for this one your doctor was partially telling the truth. Uh, first of all, osteoporosis, weakening of the bone density. We've gone through it a couple times on the show in the past, but essentially those bones become less dense as your body's pulling calcium out of them as we age. Uh, she probably recently went in for something called a DEXA scan. That's where how they test for bone density and her results came back and showed an increased loss of that density, which as you can probably imagine with some brittle bones, those manual chiropractic adjustments could cause a problem and potentially a really big problem, right? If we adjust too hard, if we're thrusting on your back or your neck too hard, we could maybe break one of the vertebra. Um, ribs are a really common one to, to have some issues. Uh, you know, and that's obviously not good. You don't want to go to your chiropractor with back pain and leave with a fracture. Not a, not a good look for your chiropractors. 
so yeah we kind of stay most manual adjustments the osteoporosis is a contraindication for that the good news is that the activator method of adjusting that i use at the neal clinic it utilizes a spring-loaded instrument with a small rubber tip that is used to apply the thrust through your joints i can change the force that's applied through the tool so that it's both effective and really safe for these patients with conditions just like osteoporosis or osteopenia because I don't have to use my body weight and muscles to force your joints to move. You know, the majority of chiropractors out there that only do manual adjustments, you know, your doctor was spot on with that. You need to seek out an activator doctor in your area to continue your chiropractic treatments. The days of getting manually adjusted are probably over for you with that osteoporosis you know sometimes it's only in one region but if you're losing bone density there's a good chance it's going to affect the spine uh, and you want to stay away from having those fractures it's just not worth it uh, so that that kind of wraps up that question let's get into something else um, I wanted to briefly talk about a syndrome that I don't I don't know that I've ever really uh, gotten into on the shows but I had a patient last week her primary complaint was neck pain radiating down into her arm and fortunately you know after her second appointment uh, with the activator and the laser she was so much better she didn't have any of the numbness down her arm into her hands she was really happy about that but on her third appointment she came in and she asked if uh, she could help with something called restless leg syndrome you ever heard of this restless leg syndrome before jenna oh yeah i've had it but only when i've been pregnant ah that's that's one of the the risk factors for it uh and, you know, this is one of those that they actually named right. You know, restless leg syndrome, that's that's perfect. They've got some weird names in the medical world. Uh, the spondylolisthesis, neuralgia parasitic. Like, these don't really give you a big hint about what they are, but I'd say they nailed the restless leg syndrome. So so well done there with that. Anyways, the, the classic symptoms of this restless leg syndrome that this lady was experiencing, it's this urge to move your legs and... It's often accompanied by like a, a variety. It can really be a couple different sensations in your legs. I've heard people describe this as a, a jittery feeling or itching or burning. But these symptoms typically go away when you start to move your legs. So things like walking or stretching, that's going to typically kind of reduce those symptoms temporarily. The unfortunate part, and, and Jenna, I'll, I'll ask you too, most of these patients say that it's much worse at night. Did you get this at night, like trying to lay down for bed? Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, your your brain is sleepy. The rest of your body is ready to go take a, a good snooze, and your legs are like, hello, we're awake, and yeah, we're ready they, to throb and tingle and do all this weird just stuff. Just kicking and kind of <laughs> yeah, jumping. Yeah, spazzing out. And, and to be honest, I really thought that was kind of one of those wives' tales things. And when I heard about it growing up, I was like, oh, restless leg syndrome. Yeah, I got that too whenever I go, <laughs> you know, I'm just antsy. I want to go do something. But no, this is a real condition that uh, it, it affects about 15% of the population. And uh, like Jenna was saying, pregnancy is one of the times that you can end up with this. I've never had it before in your life, and pregnancy brings this on occasionally. And it's, uh, you know, it can be pretty uncomfortable, right? When you're just trying to go to sleep, long day, and you're about to fall asleep, and now you got to keep moving your legs around. That can be really irritating. It can cause insomnia symptoms. That lack of sleep can make your days really difficult, or at least for me, it can. I, you know, 
I have to have good sleep. That's a, a big part of my day is setting up uh, a good sleep hygiene routine, making sure I get plenty of rest. It's just good for overall health. And, you know, I just thought of this, but it's too bad that this couldn't happen when you're feeling lazy or something. You know, if it, it too bad it doesn't happen right before you have to go work out and you're not sure if you want to go. And then you get this restless leg syndrome and you just have to get up and exercise. You know, that would actually be a good thing. But no, unfortunately, this is the one that typically strikes right when you're trying to go to sleep. So let's get back to her question. Uh, can chiropractic care? Okay, was there anything that I would be able to do to help her with this restless leg syndrome? And I got another uh, politician's answer for you this morning, Jenna. That's another one of these yes and no questions. The very first thing we need to do is just to make sure we're dealing with restless leg syndrome, right? Let's get a proper diagnosis uh, and make sure that this isn't just pain coming down your leg that's caused by an irritated nerve or maybe a strained muscle. That's, that's step one. So after the history, after the exam, and now we're sure that you're actually having that restless leg syndrome and not something else, this is where it gets a little tricky. Uh, research on this restless leg syndrome, they really haven't identified one single cause for it. But there are some things that have been shown to be effective. Uh, unfortunately, the majority of the time, this isn't a condition that has a, a typical cure, right? A fix that it's just going to go away. And instead, the management for most of these guys or girls, because it's, well, it's actually more common in women than men, is to just minimize their symptoms and increase those periods where they get restful sleep and they're not waking up in the middle of the night. We want to extend those where they're getting more sleep just to improve quality of life. But, you know, the chances of you having kind of periodic bouts of this, uh, that's pretty high, unfortunately. So what, what should you do? Let's say you're listening right now. You've got this restless leg. What's something you can do? Uh, first of all, increasing physical activity, uh, especially exercises for your legs primarily will be beneficial. Uh, things like going out for a walk or a bike ride, or if you're trying to stay out of the heat, uh, right now, which I would definitely recommend, by the way, it is hot outside. Make sure you're hydrating if you are out there doing any kind of physical activity, yard work, gardening, walking, biking, any of that stuff. Make sure you're getting good hydration and trying to stay in the shade if you can. Uh, using a recumbent bike at the gym, that would be a really good one it, because it's a good exercise for your legs and it protects your back as well. But make sure to do this well before bedtime. I get it. I know it may seem like trying to get your legs really tired right before you go to bed would be the best thing to do, but this isn't really good sleep hygiene. And again, they haven't found that to be effective. So you need to do this morning, midday, sometime other than right before bed. Things like uh, yoga um, and those mind body techniques to relax have also shown some effectiveness in reducing these symptoms. But that's not really stuff that I would do, right? That, that's things you do by yourself. So what would I do to help treat these patients? Making sure that you're going to perform the proper leg exercises if you're trying to do some sort of workout, right? Let's make sure you're doing the right ones properly, as well as incorporating some stretching in too. And that's not something I'd have to have you do every time you come into the clinic. I don't need to see you every single day and count to 10 as you do 10 repetitions or 10. I don't have time to do all that. 
but just making sure that you know what to do and how to do it properly and safely on the first visit or two, that really helps. And I'll tell you what, everybody can get the stretches or exercises down, you know, immediately after I've shown them to you. I'm standing there, I'm watching, I'm watching you do them. I've just shown you how to do it. You'll be able to do it. No problem. You might have a question or two, but I'll tell you what, once you go back home and it's a day or two later and try them, your memory gets a little hazier on what exactly we talked about, how exactly that stretch was, where did my feet go? What was I supposed to do with my legs again? So what I do, I, I always send my patients home with an email that's got all these pictures, all these videos of the stretches and exercises. That way, when you get home, you've got a reference on what you're supposed to do, what it's supposed to look like. And you don't just have to try and remember or, you know, keep track of these few pieces of paper with the instructions written on them. You can print them, but it's, uh, it's actually pretty easy just to find in your inbox with a quick search. They'll always be there unless you delete it. And if you do just call me, I'll resend it. That's been really helpful for a lot of my patients as far as guiding them through these exercise and stretching plans. Another interesting thing about the, the restless leg syndrome is occasionally this can be due to deficiencies in vitamin D or iron or things like Jenna said, pregnancy. So screening with some blood work can rule these in or out pretty easily. And those are, again, pretty quick fixes, right? Uh, that will help you in more ways than one. Because if you're low in iron or, or vitamin D for that matter as well, you're gonna have more issues than just that restless leg syndrome eventually. So making sure that you're keeping up with those annual physicals, making sure you're getting that blood work annually to just check and make sure everything is at the levels where it's supposed to be and you're not having these deficiencies that will, I mean, vitamin D deficiency will cause a lot of issues. And that's one of the, you know, the most important parts of what chiropractors do is make sure we obtain a proper diagnosis. We take years of training on how to take a thorough history, uh, learning orthopedic tests and what to look for with those. And the proper diagnosis is really going to help tremendously in getting the best results for your treatments. You know, I'd say nowadays most people will come in with some idea or at least a guess as to what they have going on thanks to things like WebMD, right? And sometimes that's helpful because, you know, now they've maybe started doing some things at home to help care for their back or their knees or shoulder, wherever the, the problem is. On occasions, though, it can seem like an uphill battle trying to, you know, I almost have to convince some of these guys that the 30 minutes they spend on Google isn't quite as comprehensive as the years that I spent in school learning why their back is hurting. Uh, let's see, we had a listener text in a question. Let's see. I'm an active person, and last year my knee started hurting. Thought it was carrying from extra weight around during the hunter season, hunting season. Cairo said it may uh, that it was my bed and performed a kneecap clicker thing. Pain didn't go away. It has been consistent for eight months, only right knee. Movements like uh, lunges are hard for me. What could be the problem? All right, knees are uh, not a whole lot that can go wrong in the knee. I mean, we got some ligaments, we've got some cartilage and some surrounding musculature. Um, depending on where the pain on the knee is, that would give us a little bit better idea. Uh, I don't know if I read that right. I doubt it was the bed that hurt the knee. Um, 
I guess it could be, but uh, don't really see that happen a whole lot. Uh, meniscus is in the knee. That's the cartilage cup on the bottom of the knee. That's pretty common to have some small tears, something like that. Uh, you've also got some ligaments on either side that you could strain, but normally there's a, a pretty good, hey, I did this one move and I felt it there versus uh, you know some osteoarthritis, some degeneration in that cartilage or in that joint where now it's a little thinner than it should be. Um, hopefully, you know, it says you're an active person. Hopefully they're doing some exercising to try and strengthen the muscles around that knee. Uh, the best way to tell if this has been going on for about eight months would be to get an MRI. That'll give us a ton of information. Uh, again, exercise, use some ice on the knee. That should help. Um, if it's still really going on, ask your primary care, go to your chiro, ask about getting some imaging taken. That'll give us a hundred percent answer as far as what's going on. And then we can start a treatment plan for it, uh, depending on that. But let's get back into, uh, people that have, you know, started to look into what their condition is. I bet this man or woman probably has done that, right? Probably Googled knee pain and you're going to get a ton of answers. Everything from cancer to you know, ACL, MCL, PCL, there's, there, you're going to get everything under the sun when you Google knee pain. And there are certain conditions where Googling these symptoms and trying to come up with a fix at home has caused more problems for patients than they need to have. You know, it, I've had people say that they started doing certain exercises or stretches because they saw somewhere online that it would help when it was really just making their symptoms worse and kind of prolonging how long it's going to take them to heal. And that's exactly why you need to go see an expert and make sure you're not going to make things worse. Because again, I, I agree for the most part, stretching and exercising is going to be a part of almost every treatment plan at my clinic, but making sure that we incorporate them at the proper time, doing the proper stretches, it, that's a critical part of the plan. It's not just, hey, here's all the exercises and stretches, have at it. Uh, making sure that we're doing them properly and at the right time is equally as important as doing them in general. And just because your neighbor had some back pain and did this one move that helped him doesn't mean that you're going to get relief from that exact same one. And sometimes back and neck problems may not have any symptoms in your back or neck at all. You know, you could have a, the sensation of having a pulled muscle in your leg where it's just your leg feels kind of achy. But if you don't have any reason as to why you could have pulled a muscle in your leg, you know, if you weren't sprinting or weren't doing anything out of the ordinary where you immediately felt it, there's a better chance that the real source of your problem is in your lower back. And again, you could look up stretches for your legs all day. You could treat your leg all day for weeks and weeks and you're never going to get any relief because the problem, the source of the problem, I should say, isn't with your leg. You've got a low back issue. And without knowing to examine and treat there, I'll tell you what, you're going to have that pulled muscle for a lot longer. And that's why it's important to go see your chiropractor. If you're having pain in the knee and the leg and the back anywhere, if you're having these symptoms that last more than a day or two, go make an appointment with your chiropractor. I typically recommend my patients, they should start by using an ice pack if it's their back or neck and it's just a little sore. If it continues past a day or two, pick up the phone, give me a call. I'll be able to work you into our schedule within about 24 hours typically. And if you don't have a chiropractor already, 
I keep time blocked off every day for new patient appointments for those people that are just in terrible pain today and have to be in today. So if that's you and you've had some lingering pain that isn't getting any better with rest or Tylenol and you've been to your, you know, and you've been taking that, uh, that Tylenol every day with no results, give your chiropractor a call, let them diagnose what's actually causing your pain so we can fix it and not just cover up those symptoms. Uh, the patient texted back in its lower right side of that kneecap, um, I'd be interested to know if they're doing a lot of running, a lot of jumping, what kind of activities they're involved in. There's a, something called jumper's knee. Uh, you've got your patella tendon down there. I dealt with some of that playing some high school basketball, a lot of jumping involved with that. Uh, ice and rest. And then again, we'll get you doing some exercises. Hopefully you're trying to get the muscles a little stronger around the knee again. That's going to help a lot. Uh, but definitely start using some ice on that knee for some uh, immediate relief of that. That's going to help the inflammation. If it is jumper's knee, if it is that meniscus, ice is not going to hurt it. Put put an ice pack on there, 15 minutes on. Uh, take it off for about 30 or 45 minutes. Too much ice is a bad thing. That's how you get frostbite. Um, let's see. You know, uh, I have one more thing that I wanted to, to talk about a little bit today before I get off. I'm running short on time today, but I wanted to commemorate something this morning. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll commemorate it on the radio this morning. The actual real day was this past Tuesday, the 21st, but I think it's worth mentioning before I get off the air. The Neal Clinic celebrated its 40th birthday this past Tuesday. That's awesome. That is pretty cool, right? Happy birthday. Yeah. June 21st, 1982. Dr. Charles and Dr. Ellen Neal opened up the Neal Clinic, and I, I thought that was just really cool. And, you know, something else, the original building was only about 100 feet in front of where we currently are. But essentially, for the last 40 years, we have been in the same location. And I'm happy to report both, uh, both the doctors, Neal, are happily retired after serving our community for so many years. And I know they helped so many people in our area. I still have patients call and ask how they're doing Everybody wants to know when they come in and uh, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm very proud to continue their legacy. They were both, they are continue to be such great people and amazing doctors. I was extremely lucky uh, to have them as mentors as I began my career and I thought it was really cool that I uh, got to celebrate the 40th birthday of the Neal Clinic. Uh, I, just something to, to commemorate. Well. I know I'm running out of time. Jenna's giving me that look that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ran out of time already again, but I need to wrap it up for this morning. My name is Dr. Ben McMillan. Again, my practice is called the Neal Clinic. We're located on Creighton Road right across the street from Walmart where we've been for the last 40 years. Our phone number is 479-SPINE. Yes, that's one number too many. Just stop when you get to the fourth digit, but it sounds way better to have 479 spine than 479 spin. <laughs> so give me a call if you're ready to fix the source of your problems and stop covering up those symptoms. Jenna, thank you again for having me on this morning. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Absolutely. Dr. McMillan, happy birthday to the Neal Clinic. Hey, one last thought. What are your thoughts right off the top of your head on those massage guns? Uh, really good for some sore, achy muscles. I've got one. I use them. Again, It's uh, it will help with some of the symptoms for tight muscles. Not going to fix any joint problems, but uh, I, I do like them. 
Okay, excellent. Thank you for that. Again, happy birthday to the Neal Clinic, 40 years of excellent service. Check out neilclinic.com and check out this podcast later on at newsradio923.com. I'm Jenna Barr. Stay tuned. We've got Visit Pensacola coming up next. And uh, we will have a news update with Steve Taylor in the newsroom here after Fox.